long enough to water the horse and run off streams along the trail. In the evening, stepping down beside such a stream, he let the horse lower its muzzle to the cool, clear water while he looked around the rough, steep terrain and examined the healing gunshot wound in his side. He had another reason for stopping here besides watering the horse or checking his wound. Moments earlier, he'd caught a glimpse of two riders moving quietly through the brush and bracken off the trail to his left. Without searching too closely, Beck had kept an eye on the hillside of rock and scrub cedar, hoping that whoever was out there might be innocent travelers who would come forward and show themselves. But that wasn't to be. When the two men did appear, they did so suddenly out of the brush along the trail, on foot less than twenty feet away. Detectives? Bounty hunters? What was the difference? "'Raise them high, Warren Beck!' a voice shouted. "'One move, you're dead!' Hearing the nervousness in the man's voice, and seeing the two had the drop on him anyway, Beck raised his hands chest high and relaxed, already watching for his chance to make a run for it. "'Easy, fellas,' he said, adding a weakened sound to his voice. "'I'm wounded here. I couldn't put up a fight if I wanted to.' As he spoke, he recognized one of the two men. "'Watch him close, Davis!' Beck heard one man say to the other as they drew nearer. "'Neil Devers, is that you?' Beck asked, cocking his head slightly as if it might aid his recollection. "'Yeah, Beck, it's me,' said the serious voice. "'But keep those hands up all the same.' Beck had deliberately lowered his hands an inch when he'd called the man by name. Quickly raising them again, he asked, "'What are you doing packing a gun for the railroads?' Last I heard you'd gained yourself a reputation wearing a badge somewhere. Kansas, Missouri. Things change, Beck, Devers said, cutting his question short. As he spoke, he reached behind his back and pulled out a pair of handcuffs. Here, cuff him, Davis, he ordered the other man as Davis lifted Beck's gun from its holster and shoved it behind his belt. To Beck, he said in the same authoritarian tone, Lower your wrists for him, Beck. The quicker you're cuffed, the quicker we can get you somewhere and get that wound looked at. He nodded at the bullet hole and the washed-out bloodstain on Beck's shirt. Obliged, said Beck, not about to tell him that the wound in his side had all but healed. Wait, said Davis Dinsmore as he took the handcuffs from Devers. You mean we're going to nursemaid him all the way across this high country just so the railroads can kill him once they get their hands on him? I'm no assassin, said Devers. We're taking him in alive for the reward. What the railroad does with him is not my business. This Stephen dog doesn't deserve any mercy, said Dinsmore with disgust. If you don't have the stomach to put him down, I do. He leveled his colt out at arm's length. Pull that trigger, Davis, you'll be dead before Beck hits the ground, Devers said matter-of-factly, his own colt cocking on the upswing and resting an inch from Dinsmore's ear. I told you when you sided with me that I wouldn't stand for murder. "'But you'd kill me flat out if I put a bullet in this outlaw trash?' Dinsmore said in amazement. "'That makes no sense at all.' He made no sign of lowering his gun. "'Making sense won't be so important to you once you're feeding buzzards,' Devers said quietly. "'Now, lower it or make it bark. I'm through talking.' Davis Dinsmore gritted his teeth, but he lowered his gun and let the hammer down. "'All right, Beck. He saved your hide this time.' Make one false move while we're on the trail, and I'll kill you no matter what he says. He jerked a rough nod toward Devers. 
Now, holster it, Devers said, seeing Dinsmore still hadn't settled the matter in his mind. Damn it, Dinsmore let out a tight breath, calmed himself, and slipped the gun into its holster. There. Satisfy? he asked Devers. Devers lowered his Colt, uncocked it, and said, without answering him, Get the cuffs on him. Let's get back on the trail. Beck cut in, asking them both affably, Speaking of the trail, where are you taking me? Dinsmore growled. That's none of your damn. We're taking you to Little Aces, said Devers, not giving Dinsmore a chance to finish his words. We'll turn you over to Colonel Dan Elgin's Railroad Security Alliance, the big posse that's been making a sweep to get rid of you and all your pals. Beck shook his head slowly and said, Good luck, Neil, as if he and the stern-faced lawman were on a first-name basis. I left Little Aces three nights ago. Colonel Elgin and his men were in the midst.